Welcome back. It's a solemn day in the Gordon household right now. <laughs> I'm sure it's a great day for all the fans of a phenomenal track meet. Uh, it's not about me. It's about the competitions, about the athletes, about the countries. India getting their thing done in the javelin throw. Incredible 4 by 4 finish there. Jakob, I can go on and on. Whole week has been phenomenal. But it hasn't been phenomenal for my pocketbook because, I mean, Liv, you just I just lost – <laughs> yeah, I lost a lot of money today. I went over eight on all my picks. Uh, grand it was total tough for you. Yeah, lost sixteen hundred dollars, but it's going to be all right. The twenty twenty four Olympics, going to bring it all back. So I just have to wait a year, and I'll get all my money back. Twenty twenty four Olympics, put all my money on Noah, Shakari, Grant Holloway, do a big parlay and get it all back. Anyway, there Olivia, you how you doing? How you doing? How you I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy Sunday. How are you doing? Besides your pockets. I mean, I'm not doing, doing great. It's it's hard to do a podcast after losing a lot of money. I'm not sure if you ever tried that one before, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to rally. I'm going to put, you know, it's like, hey, when coach says you got to run the four by four, you run the four by four. When coach says you got to do the podcast, you got to do the podcast. And that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the <laughs> podcast. I'm showing up. My legs are tired. My wallet is light, but I'm still going to show up and do it. Uh, Want to first thank our sponsors. Got to love the sponsors. Sponsors are great right now. You got to love sponsors because they yes. help you deal with your losses. Uh, wonderful pistachios. Olivia, what did you say about wonderful pistachios? Yes. Thank you, wonderful pistachios. And I know many of us are looking for a delicious, nutritious snack that packs us with a real protein punch. And look no further than wonderful pistachios because they have a great source of protein with tasty, healthy uh, snacks here. Each one ounce serving of wonderful pistachios contains six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there on the market, but that's not all. Wonderful pistachios are also known for their fiber and their better for you unsaturated fats, which may help you feeling fuller longer. So wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors, sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family as we wrapped up these world championships and during the new school year. So whether you're dropping the kiddos off at their events or you're going in between meetings, fill up with a healthy and tasty snack. Wonderful Pistachios will be your go-to snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Thank you, Wonderful Pistachios. Let's dive right into it. I think there were notable we races. Start. I think we start with the Women's 800 because – okay. While there was that storyline of the men's 5K with Jakob, 4x4s, there wasn't too much unknown going on because the U.S. women didn't make the final. Uh, but this women's 800, we had the big three of Mary Mora, mm -hmm. Keely Hodgkinson, and Athingmo. You also had three Americans, so Raven Rogers and Nia Aikens were also in that final. It was looking to be an incredible finish to a unique season for the women's 800. Mm -hmm. Beginning of the year, Kelly Hodgkinson owning the indoor 800. Then Mary Mora comes up hot in the spring season and starts getting a few very notable wins. And you're like, hey, mm -hmm. maybe Mary, Mary Mora is the one in line to challenge a thing Mo. And this whole mm -hmm. time, there was a question mark around a thing Mo from her mm -hmm. not running a lot of races from her doing the 1500 at trials, from there being a potential, hey, maybe I won't even do Worlds. But then she shows up at Worlds, 
looks phenomenal mm-hmm. in the first two rounds. And so mm-hmm. you think, hey, this is Mo's to lose. Mo's got this. Back-to-back global titles. She's going for the three in a row. And she ran a very solid race, 156-6. But Kenya's Mary Mora, Keely Hutchinson, pass her in the final stretch to go one to Mora running 156 flat with a new PB jumps. I don't think I've ever seen someone jump at the end of an 800. Like, how are your legs to get any vertical after those two laps, especially two laps at that pace? But Kenya's Mary Mora just like was patient behind Mo. Mo fell apart in the final 50. And we have a new global champion in the 800 since 2019 because I think Mo won in 21 and 22. Yeah. I think leading up until, like, even when the athletes were coming out through that tunnel, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, it was a different kind of feeling coming from a thing, Mo. It almost looked like she was, I'm used to seeing the thing, Mo, smile on her face, goofy. This was a different, a thing, Mo, I felt like that we saw during these championships. She looked a little bit more serious. It was like, her face was very blank, no emotion. You couldn't read it. I don't know what she's thinking. She gets out. And again, different from what we've seen in the rounds, like she made sure that she was up in the front, just her in the track, lane one. And then coming down the last 50, it was just, I don't think I've not seen a thing, Mo, like break form or like not finish strong. We're used to seeing that. And then all of a sudden to see it, happening right before your eyes. It was just like, wow. Wow. Like she's human. I don't know. This is, she is human. Yes, of course. But the, I think a lot of us can say that it just did not look right. Like going into these world championships, it was a different kind of mood from a thing Mo that I'm used to seeing. And again, also this has just been a unique season for her. She only had one 800 meter race underneath her belt before you know, running the 1500s at trials and before, of course, running the, um, the rounds over the course of this week. So I don't know. It's just been a different vibe that I'm getting different season for a thing. It, it was just different. No, like I know there's, there's the race dynamic and then the non-race dynamic, the race dynamic was pretty simple here. A thing still ran a good race. She ran 156. Oh, if you, if you yeah. told her, Hey, run 156 in a final, Typically, that wins most global titles. It's just that we're in a unique era where there's three incredibly talented women uh, and that 156 now isn't enough to, to secure a win. So I think based on the way her season has been, it makes sense that she's in 156 shape and not 155, 154 that she probably was in two two years ago. But I do think there's this weird dynamic with we're all kind of trying to figure out what's going on in a thing's head. We're all trying to be like, you said, why is she as joyful? And why is she running as much? And we're all just trying to speculating. I, and so I'm going to add to that speculation. I think that when you're so young and you win Olympic gold and then you back it up with another global title, And you just have had all of this success that people work 10 years to achieve and she gets it in her first two attempts. I think it 
put her in a space where all of a sudden she became the alpha before she wanted to become the alpha. Typically, you work your way up, you get that confidence, and then you're ready to hold on because you've worked so hard to get to that point of in your prime, hold on to the top of the mantle. But the fact that she got to the top of the mantle so quickly and had to deal with all that pressure, I think the joy, because she, I think a lot of people enjoy the journey of achieving the goal. And I think once you achieve the goal, what journey is there left? And then all of a sudden it becomes more of an office job than a passion because you achieved all the goals. She achieved the global goal. She achieved the Olympic gold. What's left? Sure, world record, but you're not going to get world records in championship events. What's the difference between her getting silver, bronze, or not showing up here? The only thing everyone's going to talk about is like, oh, you didn't win. La you won last year. You didn't win this year. It's like, if she got, if a thing Mo got her first medal today, it, the storyline would be so different. It's like, wow, young, in her, entering her prime, a thing Mo wins first global medal. And everyone's just like, she becomes like a celebrity and everyone is cheering her on. But because all this pressure of having to maintain being the dominant one, and maybe she doesn't want that. Maybe she does. She enjoyed chasing the gold as opposed to holding on to the gold, which I think makes sense. It is more fun to chase your first than to not lose your next. And I yeah. think we kind of saw that with her body language. And I, you kind of tell the emotion. She was looked like she was going to cry. And I think she wanted to cry for not winning. But then she also wanted to cry because it's like, why should I be upset about not winning? I got third. I got a medal. I'm, I got yeah. gold, gold, bronze. Why should I be upset about gold, gold, bronze? Everyone would trade gold, gold, bronze for anything, right? So I think there's a right. lot of weird mixed emotions that she was going through with like dealing with that. She didn't want to become this like dominant figure where like you have to hold on, like losing now is bad. Cause she, you know, she's young. She wants to be able to have fun with the sport and you kind of are sensing it. She's like, maybe I don't even show up to worlds. Because this whole like losing is bad thing, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want that bad, yeah, that bad vibe. So I can understand it on the human element, the mixed emotions she was going through. But even beyond all that, she still ran well. She still held her own, still got a medal, still ran a fast time. And it's just that Mary Mora and Keely Hutchinson are two all-time greats who happen to be in their prime while she's running. Exactly. And I feel like um, Mora and Hodge, uh, and Keeley also ran exceptionally well too, you know, and I think the pace definitely was, you know, pretty darn quick. And the fact that Mora made her move at the appropriate time, fantastic. There was just a lot happening that last home stretch, but you know, I can kind of agree with what you're saying about, you know, just talking about a thing, Mo and how you're young double gold now you kind of set that tone and you set that bar of like okay now every time i step on the track people are expecting me to win now despite you know how young she is in the sport so that does come with a lot of pressure for sure so yeah it, it was just an interesting race to watch and overall great performances across the board for all the ladies competing I think this will be good for her going into 2024. I think, um, has she going to 2024 where she has like try to go four for four? It's like, whoa. I think this gives a little pressure of like, all right, yeah, she she can lose, and it's normal. And now like, it's not going to be like 
Mo versus the field, it's going to be Mo versus Keeley versus Mary. Uh, Mary. And it's not going to be like, it's either me or anybody else. Now it's like an, a normal, it's not me versus the world. It's more me versus individuals, which I think is a mm -hmm. more healthier way for her to mentally approach a race as opposed to be like, everyone wants to beat me. It's like, no, everyone wants to beat Mary now. Everyone wants to beat Keeley and everyone wants to beat you. You're spreading out who wants to beat uh, each other. Uh, mm -hmm. But tactically, I mentioned it two days ago. I was like, how, how do you beat a thing? This was how you do it. If it was slow, a thing wins that race. If it was like 157, 158, thing wins. But because she, they made it honest, you kind of rely on, can she hold form in the final 50? And we found out 750 meters in her form started to struggle and Keely and Mary were able to both take advantage of that. And Mary more, mm -hmm. more especially because she had the, the perfect sight line to get past a thing. Mo mm -hmm. Mary Moore, though, 156 flat jumping at the finish line. She is primed to run a fast time, a flirt with its low 155, 154. Cause like I said, yeah. jump in after 156, how are your legs <laughs> doing that? Like, yeah, she should be collapsing on the track and not be able to jello legs, not be able to move for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting, though, the way how you just talked about how you take down a thing, Mo, a thing Mo led that whole entire race. That's another thing. Like, she took full control of the pace 56, I thought 56 flat first lap. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just an interesting perspective there. Yeah, that's true. You could argue maybe. If a thing Mo doesn't do that, and Mary or Keeley don't have the guts to do that, Raven Rogers takes it out in 58, and then maybe a thing Mo wins it. But you got to respect a thing Mo to be like, not overthink it and be like, strategically, it's best if I let someone else do all the work and then I take advantage of their, their, hard, their work. She's like, no, I'm very talented. I'm just going to run my own race and see what happens. So I respect her not overthinking it and trying to strategize the win. She's like, run fast and see what happens. So, mm -hmm. uh, but you're right. But I do think though, Mary and Keeley, you would think if a thing didn't do it, they would have done it. Or at least one of them would have done it. But once they saw yeah. a thing do it, they're like, okay, you got it. You're going to make sure it's 56, 55 opener. Okay, we're good. So... <laughs> Um, moving on, men's 5K. Jakob, man, this is literally de yep. deja vu. Last year, gets upset in the 1500. Brian Britt comes back, wins a gutsy 5K. Exact same thing happens here. Loses to Josh Kerr in the 1500, comes back, wins a gutsy 5K. Mo Kattir thought, I thought for a moment there, he was going to have enough to hold off Jakob. Uh, but Jakob just found that extra gear. And you're thinking, where was this extra little last gear a few days ago against Josh Kerr? Because Katir is arguably same caliber as a Josh Kerr. They run have similar PBs. Katir has a great kick, similar to Josh Kerr. Katir was on the outside looking in on making the 15th final because of, you know, sit and kick and he was on the outside. But if he could pass Katir in that final 50, why couldn't he have done it in the 1500? And... Jakob, in this post-race interview with uh, Lewis Johnson of NBC, was kind of like mentioning how he's, you know, disappointed. He didn't, 
he's happy that he at least got through this 5K with a win, but he really, really, really wants to win the 15 5K double. And he's just at a point in his career where like a 5K goal doesn't really mean much to him anymore. It's all about being able to have a dominant week on the track, not just yeah. a dominant one race. I know. I think that's really interesting. And I also find it interesting. I know there's been a lot of talk about um, him being sick. It was just, I don't know. It's very interesting because also in that post-race interview, he's like, I'm battling through a virus, which is huge, you know, and comes away with a win with a 13-11 season's best. I, I really thought Katir definitely was going to be able to hold off Ingebrigtsen. Um, but again, that last 50 meters, that last kick that Ingebrigtsen just had saved up inside was just enough to get the win. But it's kind of like what we've been talking about, even with, you know, some of these athletes here, like to get the double is just another, it's, it's very, very difficult. Absolutely. But it, a lot of these athletes want to go for that challenge. They're like, okay, one race, cool, but I want to showcase my dominance, my depth, my range, my speed, my strength, and all of that. So it's going to be interesting come Paris how yeah. all this will shake up. And this is probably one of the better eras of 5K running. Um, looking back in the regular season, the world leader, Aragawe, finished eighth. Um, I mean, it's a close eighth, like basically third through eighth, all were within one second of each other. Yeah, he's run 12.42 this year, or 12.40 or 12.42, one of those times. And no Ethiopian was in the podium. There's been tens of guys, maybe 10 to 20 guys, who are all breaking 13 minutes. And so the depth of Ingebrigtsen, Katir, Krop, Grohalva, Kajelka, uh, Geberwet, Mohamed, Aragawi, it's an incredible field. This isn't like a... Oh, you win the 5K because, you know, all the guys in the 10K were tired. Some people are hurt. And, like, this is a legitimate 5K field. When you have a mm -hmm. bunch of 1240 guys in it, it's legitimate. Yes, there are two notable absences, Kip Limo and Cheptegei. But still, even with those two guys not in it, the Ethiopian can hold their own and Krop and Katir can hold their own. But I want to give... A big shout out to our boy, Luis Grijalva of yes. Guatemala, California kid. He uh, gets back-to-back fourth-place finishes. Mm -hmm. In, he, the guy is beating Kajelka, Gebruet, Aragawe. And you can look at last year, of like, oh, he got fourth, he got lucky. But now that you're back-to-back fourth-place finishes, he should be a legitimate favorite for a medal next year. Absolutely. You the past two years, only three men have finished in the top four in the five K. It's Ingebrigtsen, Krop, and Grijalva, because Katir was not in the top four last year. So Ingebrigtsen, Krop, and Grijalva should be arguably the top. You know they should be your favorites for the medal in twenty twenty four Olympics. And if Grijalva can go from, not even sure if he's gonna be able to represent his uh, his home country Guatemala in the Olympics. To like maybe just being like a cool like, hey, post collegiate story. To now be legitimately on the same set in the same sentence as a Kajelka, as an Ingebrigtsen, as a Katir, is phenomenal for Luis. NAU men, they are for some the post some of the post collegiates out of NAU are, are 
rolling. I mean, you see Jordy Beamish got fifth, I believe, in the steeple. Grijalva here gets fourth. Abdi Haminer, now he didn't be able to hold his own much. He fell off a bit, but still makes the final here. Uh, what Mike Smith is doing at NAU sure is setting them up well for their post-college, you know? Yeah. It's, there are some people who thrive in college, and then you never see them ages 22 to 26, 27. But right now, Grijalva, Beamish, and Nur are all thriving as post-collegiates. Yeah. Luis ran a really strong race, and he's definitely – a heavy favorite to get a medal in Paris. He's just knocking at the door. And I felt like he did everything right in this final race to set himself up. Again, it was just fast. And you mentioned all the names that he was able to take down in the process. This was not a light 5K field whatsoever. It was loaded with top contenders and everything. So it was just fantastic. Yeah, you could... There was probably one, like positioning mess up he probably made in the final 250 but he was able to win basically that chase pack that we're all chasing crop for third with he beat gajelka by 0.01 so it's also i was thinking about this not to talk about cross country season because hey it's around the corner get ready september is just about to hit here but you look at northern arizona cross country dynasty right now they won three in a row and then they lost in 2019, and then they won three in a row, and now they're trying to win a fourth in a row. So they've won six of the past seven, I believe. And they're going to be the, the favorite to win seven of the past eight. But you look at all of their championship teams of the, this, this seven-year run where they've won six out of seven. The team that you could argue had the best talent was the team that lost. You look at the rosters of 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22, and you compare them all. The 19 roster had Luis Grijalva, who is the fourth best man in the world, had Jordy Beamish, the fifth best steepler in the world, had Abdi Hamid Nur, the U.S. champion in the 5K, back-to-back -back finals maker at the global championships. It had Drew Bosley, who right now in his fifth year at NAU is probably going to be favor to either win or get second in cross country and those four guys all on the same team and that was a team mm -hmm. that lost it's kind of weird that the most talented team is the team that got second and then you think wait a minute are they the most talented team because they got second did that second place finish kind of fuel Grijalva fuel Beamish fuel Abdi Hamanur fuel Drew Bosley to become the men they are now Four years later i, I mean i feel like it has because yeah. if they get that yeah. win then they're just super cocky in college and like hey we, we never lose we always win right you we win but that one loss in 2019 could have humbled them and really in the long run four years later turned them into the talent they are now where it's just bigger than the ncaa you know making world finals mm -hmm. something i thought nice thought Way to get after it there. Also, it just could be that they're like their training, like it wasn't just short term, you know. Yeah. Like there's some, like you mentioned, there are some athletes out there that we see them at their prime in college, and then boom, they hit the pro circuit, and you're like, where are they? Knocking at the door, where are they? 
And it's just interesting because it's like sometimes coaches, you know, can think short term, like I have this athlete for four years. This is where this is their highlight. This is the start of a new career, a new chapter in their lives. And then they forget like some athletes want that longevity in the sport. And so what can we do now during four years or whatever years that we have these athletes for to help them develop into the professionals that stay out on the circuit? So, you know, maybe Neu just knows how to coach, you know, and have that longevity in the sport and perform at the form at the big stages now. Yeah. It's just funny. If you would like, I was with, we filming a documentary on them, which you guys should check out. It's on our website. NAU running with the boys. I was with them at their, like was supposed to be their victory dinner, but they still had the, the dinner planned for after NCAAs. And they were all just like, you know, solemn and like, you know, they're trying to be positive because they still got second, but you know, you could tell that they were like bummed, especially Grijalva because Grijalva had a bad race that day. If I would have told them, hey, by the way, guys, four years from now, you guys are going to be in Budapest, like dominating, <laughs> getting you know, fourth in the world, fifth in the world, top 12 in the world. They'd be like, what are you talking about, Gordon? Like, I can't even break 1340 in a 5K. like, no, just trust me. Four years from now, you guys are going to be like being upset that you're not able to beat Jakob Ingebrigtsen, let alone BYU. It's interesting. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> it really is. All right. Let's keep going through uh, the results. Let's talk about some four by fours. Um, let's start with the men. Men's four by four. They did a good job. They picked the, the best four guys, I think, to put on their relay. They subbed out three mm-hmm. other guys. They kept Justin Robinson on, who was running well through the rounds in both the mixed relay and the prelims of the four by four. But they throw in. Number th- the third fastest guy in the world, Quincy Hall. The fourth fastest guy in the world, Vernon Norwood, based on finish at Worlds. And Ry Benjamin, who finished in the medal in the 400 hurdles. And they, they easily win. There was, there was no question. They all run split 44 seconds. And they win by about a second. And it was all she wrote. And that's what USA should be in the 4 by 4 If you take the descending mm-hmm. order list of 400-meter runners, the top 100, you'll have like... 50 of them be Americans. If 50 yeah. of your top 100 runners in the world are American, you need to win the 4x4. Four four, and they did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how, like, when I was watching this, I was like, okay, US is in the front, but I'm watching India right now. <laughs> like, yeah. that's where my brain automatically went to. And it was just like, okay, it's this battle for second and third. India snuck, like, I really am impressed with their performance. I know they finished fifth, but that's something to be proud of. And yeah, Team USA got the job done. I think, Gordon, you and I called it on the athletes that were going to line up. And I was like, Justin Robinson has, I think, paid his dues and showed that he is someone that needs to be on that 4 by 4 especially after running his legs on the mixed relay and then just how he's been looking at these championships. So I'm really happy to see him out there competing. But yeah, USA, then France, then Great Britain to round up the top three on the podium. Jamaica to fourth. What were your thoughts on that when you were watching that? Yeah, that shocked me. I thought Jamaica would at least even challenge USA for gold. Uh, but the fact mm-hmm. that they weren't even, they were chasing for third, it just seemed like they had a, an off day. Um, you got maybe Rohan Watson. It's just, not Rohan Watson, so apologies. Antonio Watson is just exhausted from, you know, winning his first global title. There's probably a lot of emotion there. Uh, yeah. But they, they could have done, they, they are better than what they performed, I thought 
France, I think, was the team that ran out of their mind. I do, though, believe India, they're going to medal in the next one of the next two years. India had their first ever Olympic medalist or gold medalist or medalist in any, tra- in any sport or any track and field sport. I'm not sure what it was. Anyway, Chopra of the javelin throw, he, had, he actually won today. When he yeah. won Olympic gold, it put track and field on the map in India. And then you mm-hmm. saw now, two years later, two other javelin throwers made the top eight for India in the world. So mm-hmm. they had three guys from India in the top eight. And I think that's because a bunch of Indian citizens saw that. It's like, hey, I'm athletic. I can do that. I want to see if I can make that. And now you have three Indian athletes, top eight in the world in javelin. And then now you have this four by four. They see four guys hold their own, make a final, run a, leg- a good time, you know, three flat sub three. The Indian country is going to put together, those four guys are either going to get better. There's going to be a fifth guy who comes in who's going to maybe even be better than the other four. India's going to mm-hmm. be winning a medal in next year or the year after, guaranteed. Like, I can guarantee yeah. India will win a medal in 2024 or 2025. Book it. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly there. They, they look solid. And it's just like a snowball effect. You just you just see it, and you're like, dang, I want to be a part of that. I, like you just said, I'm athletic. Let's see what I can do here. And fifth in the world in that 4 by 4 it was just remarkable. Now we got to talk about that women's 4 by 4 which... Man, Femke Bowl, talk about a hell of a week. She had that disastrous fall where she almost was able to secure the victory for the mixed relay, and USA took advantage of that fall. She comes back, runs an easy 51-second 400 hurdle. But then this 4 by 4 where the entire country needed all of Femke Bowl. I'm talking the entire bowl full, like filled to the brim is what they needed. The entire bowl full? <laughs> that was bad. Was that bad? Should, I, should we scratch that from the record? Should we scratch <gasps> oh, the entire bowl I don't know. I'm trying here. That's funny. I'm trying to create I know. It's been a week. It's been a week of craziness. Yeah. I'm just see if I'm – see if there's a, a time split. Okay. Looking at Twitter, someone hand-timed it at 48-4. 48.5. Basically, she split sub 49 seconds. 48 mid is what she ran to close down on Jamaica and get them at the line. Very exciting finish. Um, the Netherlands, they could have had both four by fours. If it wasn't for that weird fall, they would, Femke Bowl could have three gold medals. But that fall yeah. just like screwed it up. She goes home with two gold medals, but she could have easily had three gold medals and if she could have had three gold medals if femke bowl also wanted to try to do the double like sydney next year could femke bowl just be like hey sydney i know you're going for the double and probably be on the four by four well i'm going for the quadruple i'm gonna do the mixed relay the open relay the 400 hurdles and the flat 400 and i'm gonna be your challenger on all four of those Olympic finals. That would be wild. And I think in order for that to happen, I feel like the Netherlands needs to find like one or two more legs. For sure. Because without bowl, like where would the team have finished, right? Like you need 
another cushioned leg to make sure like bull doesn't have to run every round of the four by four right because she ran the prelim and the final of the mixed prelim yeah. and the final of the four by four plus all the rounds that she had to do in the hurdles now we're talking about open 400 that's a lot she of ran rounds. seven races she ran seven races and if she would she do the busy. open four that would be 10 <laughs> that'd be 10 yeah. oh goodness yeah you, you need she needs yeah netherlands needs to find one more solid leg for in order for that to happen she ran 2,800 meters this weekend. She almost ran a 3K of 400s. Wild. Absolutely. That's not. wild. Uh, now, obviously, it would have been a little different if USA was in this. You have to think that USA would have ran faster than 320, right? I feel, yeah. They should have, right? 320 is 50 seconds apiece, right? So you got to think USA can muster in two to three 49 second women and then a 50 flat woman, you know, but Hey, Netherlands took advantage. So it's got interesting while USA took advantage of the Netherlands fall to get the gold in the four by four mixed relay. The Netherlands is taking advantage of USA's exchange falter in the heats to win in three twenty in this final. So they kind of, they both kind of took advantage out. of each other. It was like a handshake. Yeah. Hey, you give us a mixed relay, we'll give you the open relay. Yeah. Even exchange there. Even exchange. It's going to be it's a, little, it's it's a fair be trade. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think Bull is entertaining that idea of open four, 400 hurdles no, for Paris? I don't think she is, but I'm going to say it out loud to see if it can get into the universe, and then maybe okay. she'll hear it you know, a couple months from now and be like, Hey, that kid on the internet said I should do <laughs> 10 races and not seven. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be crazy. Know. Yeah. Uh, women's three K steeple world lead for Yavi who came into the championships with legit times, but she always kind of faltered when it came to, championship racing and for her to kind of not falter here run away with it run 854 world lead um that's what you should do when you have the ability to run that fast you don't want the race to be a nine flat 905 race you want the race to be really below nine minutes and Mm -hmm. winfred yavi bahrain took advantage of that runs 854 world lead shep koic and cherotich of kenya go two three um Courtney Wayman, she didn't have the best day. She finished last, but hey, you got to start somewhere. You got to make you got to make the global final somewhere, and you got to go up from there. So, yeah, uh, getting sure that we'll experience I think is important too, yeah. and she definitely did that for sure. But for you know Yavi, first time in the steeple, I think Varan has won this title, and she clocked the number five all time performance. So. Kudos to her for accomplishing that at this World Championships as well. Yeah. Uh, field events, javelin throw. Like I said, Chopper won it for India. And in the women's high jump, uh, Mark Yaroslava, Yaroslava Maukovic. Did I get that right? I think I got it right. She won for Ukraine. Um, she was the only one to jump over two meters. Nikolia Olaslagers of Australia was her closest challenger. The two Aussies go 2-3, Patterson and Ola Slager. 
Um, and that's it. What's the metal yeah. table? What's the metal table? We got to do a metal count. Uh, do, do you know it? I have no idea what it is. I think after – I think U.S. had 12. 12 gold? Ooh, I'm not quite sure. I, I heard the number 12 on the broadcast. I think they right, got so- – 12 don't quote me though i just remember i got i got the final number so are we doing total gold how should you rank a metal table is it by total metals or total golds i believe it let's do total let's do total metals i I think okay yeah go ahead usa got 29 metals 12 gold eight silver nine bronze jamaica with 12 three gold five silver four bronze Kenya and Great Britain tied each with 10. Um, so those are the four countries that all had 10 or more medals. USA, they should always be in the 30s, like close to 30, like at least 30. I mean, 29 is basically 30. Um, but USA should every year be 30 or more, in my opinion. There was that one year, I think it was 2015 or 17, where they had a really bad year. What was the year? Where they won like no medals. Was it 2017? Yeah. No, it was 15. Because 15, 17, they got 30. I think it was 15. So 15, USA only got 18. Yeah, that was wow. that was a bad year. Uh, so ever since then, they've kind of licked their wounds from that 2015 year where they only got 18 medals, and they've always been in the high 20s, low 30s um, in the global championships. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's over. I can't. I'm happy it's over because I'm done losing money. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, Let's talk about your bets. Okay. So final I mean, results. One, the world needs to know how I made 46 fair. bets. I gambled $4,700 and I ended up losing six. I lost $1,637.15. I went 0 for 8 on the final day. Yeah, today I should have stopped. Tough day for you. I should have stopped when I was ahead. My first bet, I bet on the Brazilian Bonfim to medal in the 20K men's race walk. That was the first bet. I won $450. If I would have just stopped and be like, you know what? One bet, I'm done, race walk. I could have walked away with $450. But no, I want to have a little too much fun. And I kept going yeah. and going, and I went from plus 450 to now minus 1600. So the lesson I take away from this is never give up. <laughs> really? I mean, I should, my lesson should be my, my lesson should be give up, but oh my goodness! No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back stronger, wiser. Oh my gosh! Yeah, take wiser. Less risks. Yeah. Take less risks in 2024. Let's just go over some of my bets, though. Like, I got screwed over. Now, there was obvious ones I knew I was going to lose, but let's not talk about the ones I was doing for fun. Curly for gold. That's a good bet. Fred Curly winning gold. That's a good bet. Didn't happen. Tara Davis for gold. That's a good bet. She got second. Uh, oh, Javon Harrison for gold. That was a good bet. He got second. Uh, Adeleke to medal. That was a good bet. She got fourth. Norwood to medal. That was a good bet. He ended up getting fourth. 
Bedneric to medal. That was should have been a good bet. He should have won, but he got fifth. He was close to meddling. Bedneric. Uh, Mag Maggie Ewan. I had just I flipped the coin between Maggie Ewan and Chase Ely for gold. I chose Ewan over Ely, but they both have a last name that starts with letter E, and they're both American. I just chose wrong, and I would have won if I chose Ely. Mula to gold. That was probably a bad bet. The four by one. Japan, the chat told me to bet Japan a medal. <laughs> I lost money there. I was listening to the chat. That was a good bet, the thing though. Mo like, to that get was gold. a good bet. I lost that bet. The thing Mo getting gold. Jamaica to get gold in the women's 4x4. Four four. I lost that one. So there's just a lot of close, but not close enough. But, yep. Hey. I love how it's your takeaway not... was don't give up. Yeah. I, I, the beat, my brain was like, stop while you're ahead. That's what I thought yeah. you were going to say. But if that's my, my takeaway is never going to be give up <laughs> because people, you know, you never want it. Just, it is kind of funny though. After day one, I was still in the positive through the first three days. Cause remember after day three, I said, Hey, I have 15 more dollars. Yeah. And then I went from plus 15 to minus 1600 in the final six days. <laughs> That's not Just good. like that. Just like that. That's tough. But here's the thing. But here's hey, like thing. you said, you're wiser. You learned. Paris now. We're going to be in the positive. I'm all I'll, in I'll wait another year for my steak dinner. I'll wait another yes. year. We'll get two I'm going to do so good in 2024. But if we actually, based on tr trends... I should actually should do well in 2024 because 2021, I lost like, uh, how much did I lose in 2021? 2021, I lost $277. Okay. 2022, I won like four or I won like four or $500. And then 2023, okay. I lost money. So 2024. Lost a lot. So that means this year, Paris, gonna you're going to be, lot. you're going to win yeah. a lot. There you go. I'm going to win like eighteen, two thousand dollars $2,000. That's what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. All right. We're throwing it out there in the atmosphere for it to happen. It happen. I believe. I believe. <laughs> See you uh, looking at the, uh, the chat here before we close out our final podcast of the uh, championships. You got some predictions here. Follow the light says Christian Coleman going sub 980. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Mm, um, I like that. Brave saying no allows winning 200 meter Olympic gold. I think that's pretty. That's a very modest prediction. Yeah, the guy who just won three golds is yeah. going to win next year in his best event. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? What other people talk about? Oh yeah, let's talk about. They're saying no allows is the world championship MVP. Who would you say is the MVP? The men's MVP and mm. the women's MVP. Men, Noah Lyles. I know it's probably like the obvious choice. Women's side. I liked our conversation yesterday about Hassan showcasing her range from the 15 all the way through the 10K. So I would either pick Hassan or both. Those are my two. I mean, we can't pick Hassan over Faith Kipiegan, though. We just can't do that. But we just talked about it yesterday, how she yeah. showcased – she was going for a triple. She Who could else be the was people's... going for that distance triple? 
No she one. Be the people's champ. She's the people's champ, but she's not the actual champ. The actual champ is Faith Kabiagon. Okay, well, I'm going you gotta to give to her. Then, MVP. Nope. Woman's MVP, Hassan. Well, all right. You can have Hassan. My woman's MVP will be Faith Kabiagon. I think that's the obvious because those are the two. I mean, technically, though, Martin of well, won the double in the race walk. So, hey, got to give a shout out to race walk because they get mad if you don't talk about them. They, he won the 20K and 35K race walk. But I, th- obviously, I think Faith and Noah are like the obvious ones because they won the double and marquee events. And then everyone else has a little bit of blemish, like Jakob has a loss. Femke Bull has a loss in the mixed r- relay. Um, so they, everyone else has a little bit of blemish. I think the real question is like after those like obvious ones, who is like the underrated mm. – like what's the most impressive win – that's not Noah Lyles or Faith Kipiagon. Because, like, Femke Bull winning the 400 hurdles, like, that means nothing. Like, cool. You won the race that you were extremely heavily favored to win. But, like, who's, like, we the... You're going to get mad at me because the person for me would have been Sharika Jackson. That was just ridiculous what she ran. Yeah, Same but she was supposed herself. to win. Yeah, but, like, that was fast. She almost true. broke the world record. She was 700s off. It's true. So Sharika Jackson would be that person for me. Like I like that. Next. It's very close. Part of me would flirt a little bit with Mary Mora in the 800 because beating okay. Keeley and a thing Mo in the same race, that's a feat. Mm-hmm. Like that's and it was fast, 156 flat. So I I Sharika's time is all time, and that should be given its uh congrats, but I'll go with Sharika and or Mary Mora for my okay. non Faith Kapiegon pick. Okay. And then on the men's side, the who on the men's side, yeah. not named Noah Lyles, do you think had like the, the performance that stood out? I'm trying to go through it. Mm. 400. Yeah, my no, brain's just trying to like. 400 hurdles, no. Grant Holloway in the 110, not really. Because it's like he's supposed to win that. Um, 800, AROP. Three I'm not going to give it to Three times. Yeah, but he was supposed to win. Uh, AROP, no. 15. I mean, Josh Kerr. It's Josh Kerr. Josh Kerr. It's, it's Josh Kerr. Josh Kerr. It's 100% yes. Josh Kerr. Yes. 100%. Josh Kerr there. Josh Kerr gets that medal. So. All right. Well, we'll be back. We're not sure when we'll be back. It won't be tomorrow. It'll either be Wednesday or next week, we can look at our schedule. But we'll be back to do some some superlatives of worlds. But uh, Olivia, we did it. Nine pods did it. in a row. Nine pods in a row. Nine pods. Woo. And we still like each other? Yes. We don't hate each other yet? I think we do. Okay. I don't I was hate concerned. you. Do you hate me? I was concerned that you'd hate me. You'd <laughs> be like, Gordon, I can't do this anymore. No, no I'm good. All right. I'm good. Sometimes I can go for a little now. wild and I'll say now. I shouldn't be saying. For now. Yeah, yeah for now. <laughs> Wait till I start talking about the Olympics. Everyone's like, Gordon, you're going crazy. You need to chill out. So, uh, Thank you all for listening to these nine days. It was fun to tune in at three o'clock every day and be able to talk with you guys about our thoughts. We appreciate you all listening. It means a lot to me, to Olivia. To our producer, Greg, thank you. To our first half producer, Amanda, thank you. 
Liv, Gordon, we'll see you. Like and subscribe. Thanks all.